Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Did you know that God gives a heads up when change is about to happen? In today's message, Pastor J.D. talks about how, with God, the strange brings change. When we surrender to God's plan, those strange moments become the catalysts for transformation. What seems different to us is not strange to God. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 30th, 2023. Listen to just a brief quote from this Washington Post article. The rapture. It's most often embraced in evangelical or fundamentalist circles. In the late 20th century, it was reinforced through popular media, including Hal Lindsey's 1970 best-selling book, The Late Great Planet Earth. By the way, you know how many people came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of Hal Lindsey's book? which interpreted world events as signs of the end times, as well as the 1972 thriller, A Thief in the Night. Remember that movie? You know? With the bell-bottom jeans. In the 1990s, Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins' wildly popular Left Behind series joined the canon. But... These ideas are not relics of the past. Grand's grandmother, that's the individual that is talked about in the article, introduced her to the rapture at a young age via videos of end times ministries and preachers, including J.D. Farag. Well, it's good to know I'm not a relic at least. For Grand, the rapture panic she felt during the pandemic was the beginning of her faith unraveling. She says she no longer believes in Christianity or the rapture and holds space for religious trauma survivors on social media. Her grandmother is still awaiting an ascent to heaven. I wouldn't bring it up with my grandma. They believe, and I I find this very interesting, listen to this, I'm quoting, it will happen at any moment. That's 1 Corinthians, in a moment. In a minute. In a minute. Any minute. In a moment. (laughs) I'll leave that one right there. They believe it will happen at any moment. We believe it will happen at any moment because the Bible says it will happen at any moment. And she concludes by saying to them, it's heaven or hell. That's because the Bible says it's heaven or hell. 
They're not going to give that up or take that chance. Would you? Sounds like if we're right and you're wrong, those are some pretty high stakes. Think about the ramifications. If you're right and we're wrong, we're not wrong. (laughs) It's nice being right, isn't it? Then think about that. Let that sink in. Well, I I wouldn't recommend necessarily reading the article. I only mention it because, to me, it's just one example of this aforementioned strange pointing us to the change that will happen, one last time, in a moment. Last week we received a letter by mail, not email, mail, from online members who actually live on the Big Island. just want to share with you some of what they wrote. Dear Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Hope Pastor Frog and family are having, have had a great vacation. Can hardly wait to hear what's happening. Sounds like they're getting stranger and stranger. As for us, we're always watching and we keep looking up. Jesus is coming. Maranatha. Hallelujah. From a couple of faithful online members on the Big Island. Loving the Lord Jesus, Michael and Jeanette. Well, here's where I'm going with all this. As things are getting stranger and stranger, they're actually paving the way for the unprecedented change coming by way of the seven-year tribulation. And if you'll kindly allow me to, I'd like to pose to you a number of questions and ask if you too find what's happening to be very strange. Number one, do you find it strange that seemingly overnight the vaccine controversy has virtually disappeared from public discourse? No, I mean, how strange. I've even thought to myself, what it would be like for somebody, in fact we did an update similar to this a while back. Can you, can you imagine if someone was in a coma, went into a coma in 2018 or 19 if you want, and then they came out of that, that coma in 2023, and then you had to explain to them <laughs> what just happened? Uh, Number two, I only have 49 of these, so no, I tell you that so that I actually have eight, but it doesn't sound as bad as 49, so number two. Do you find it strange that the deaths and adverse events from the so-called vaccine are off the charts, but nobody talks about it? So somebody dies and they, they don't connect it to, in fact, they connect it to everything but what the cause of death was. The closest they'll come, as I understand it, is they died from COVID complications. Come on. Come on. 
And I know we've talked about this too, and I'll just mention it, and we'll move on to number three, but uh, isn't it strange that any attempt on anyone's part to find out what those numbers really are is impossible? Nobody knows. You can't find it. Oh, so uh, speculation abounds. Conservatively, there are those, and it's, it's based on algorithms, statistics, numbers, reported deaths, etc. Conservatively, watch this mind-numbing number, one billion with a B people. Try to count to 100,000. To put it into perspective, those are people, those are souls, those are moms and dads and sons and daughters and brothers and sisters and uncles and aunties and grandmas and grandpas. Those are people. Nobody's talking about it. It's like it's anathema. You can't can't even ask somebody about it. And you dare not talk about the injection. Switzerland, home to Klaus Schwab and the WEF summit in Switzerland. How about CERN? How about that demonic tunnel, which is actually a passageway, very satanic, all in Switzerland. But I find it very interesting that she was talking about the churches, the churches in Switzerland. But in the churches in Switzerland, she shared about how if you're injected, you can sit here, but if you're not, you have a room over here in the church. And nobody's talking about it. Number three, I'll keep moving. I need to. Do you find it strange that skies in some areas more than others are no longer blue, but have turned silver and an eerie, strange color and shade of gray? Number four, do you find it strange that The world economy is on the cusp of a controlled demolition, better said, disintegration of the global economy. And people are just going on with their lives like it's business as usual. Number five, do you find it strange that AI and surveillance technology is being embraced by the masses as if it were actually a good thing? Number six, do you find it strange that in August, next month, and then September, summits will take place that will impact the entire world, and nobody really seems to care? Number seven, do you find it strange that people still actually believe the confusing and deceiving political theater is real and not all just an act? These are just actors? It's just all theater? 
It's a, it's a play. You're being played. Don't you find it strange that people actually still believe that it's real? And number eight, lastly, and I just want to maybe spend just a little bit more time on this one because it kind of ties into how I want to end today. Do you find it strange that churches and Christians, for the most part, act as if they're stuck in a time warp back in the year 2019? I'll just talk about pastors as a pastor, but I just find it so strange that that you can listen to a sermon from a pastor of a church and they will talk about everything and anything but what they really should be talking about. It's like they're stuck in a time warp. It, it kind of goes back to this, you would have never known what just happened. Like it never happened. It's just, what, what is that saying? Carry on, move on, calm down, nothing to see here, keep moving. Nothing, nothing to see here. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a, I, well, easy for me to say, right? I wanted to add this to this, number eight. And this isn't just strange, but it's, which is a, definitely a sign biblically and prophetically, but it's also heartbreaking. Don't you find it strange that churches are more divided now than they ever have been? We're talking about worldwide, churches worldwide, particularly here in the United States of America. I mean, I being a pastor and still kind of keeping my finger on the pulse of what's really happening out there in churches with fellow pastors, I, I'm privy to things that are just mind-boggling to me about things that are going on in the churches. And I find that very strange. And I also find it very heartbreaking. Well, doubtless you know that this list could go on and on, like your pastor, (laughs) with all the very strange things that are now happening in the world today. But I'll bring it to an end the way we began, and simply say that the strange is a sign of what's about to change. For us as born-again Christians, we're about to be raptured from the earth. However, for those who are not, it's about to become hell on earth. The good news is there's still time, though not much to make the most important decision of your life for eternal life, because in a moment everything's going to change. In a moment everything's going to change. And for you that change will be predicated on what did you do with the person of Jesus Christ? This is why we do these updates and have been for years. This is why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's why we also end with the childlike simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? 
The word gospel simply means good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. What debt? The sin debt. Your penalty's been paid. What penalty? The death penalty. Good news. Someone died for you, paying your death penalty instead of you, for you, and set you free. Good news. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Well, how did He do that? Well, He came, He was crucified, buried, rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's the gospel. That's the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. What are the ABCs of salvation? Yeah, it's just a simple tool to equip you with, should God ever present you with the profound privilege of sharing Jesus Christ with somebody that He brings into your path. It's not the only way, it's just a simple way to be at the ready to give to everyone the answer of the hope that you have of eternal life in Jesus Christ. The A is to submit, acknowledge that you sinned. Because unless and until you admit you're a sinner, why would you have any interest in the Savior? Romans 3.10 says, there's no one righteous, not even one. No one is good. Oh, you might be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In fact, that's what the word sin means, by the way. Missing the mark. It's an archery term. You, you, you shoot the arrow, you miss the bullseye, you sinned, you missed the mark, you fell short. Yeah, but I hit it one time, doesn't matter. You, you broke it 928,422 times, I, I was counting, before you hit the bullseye that one time. So you sinned. Well, now it sounds like we've got a problem. Yes, you do. Well, we do. Me too. <laughs> because see, now if I'm guilty of transgressing and missing the mark and falling short and breaking God's law, then there must be a penalty. There is. And that's where the death penalty comes in. And that's the bad news. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But, ah, Here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice the contrast. The wages, that's the payment. And the gift, you don't pay for a gift. If you have to pay for a gift, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. But He purchased us. We are not our own, but purchased with the price. What did it cost him? Everything. Cost him his life. And he paid in full, purchased us with his shed blood in our stead. And so the gift has been paid for in full. And now here's the gift offered that he paid for. Here's the gift. What's the gift? Eternal life. That's the gift? Who paid for it? He did. Is there a gift receipt? No need for one. <laughs> you can't re-gift it either, by the way. It's the gift that He paid for of eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's the A. Here's the B. And this is so central. In fact, it's even 
simpler than ABC. It's as simple as B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Believe in your heart, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. The C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Again, this is not a formula. This is not an insert tab A into slot B, do C, and then you get saved. No. This is what comes as a result of believing in your heart, acknowledging your sin. And by the way, the we affectionately refer to him as the thief on the cross. He did that. One of the other, the other guy on the other side rejected Christ This guy said, no, he acknowledged Christ and admitted, I I deserve to be here. He doesn't. He admitted his guilt. And then he believed in Jesus as the Son of God. And then he called out to him and said, will you remember me when you enter your paradise, your kingdom? And Jesus' response was, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Today you'll be with me in paradise. He called upon the name of the Lord, and he was saved. He confessed with his mouth. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13 says, All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So simple. Oh, Father in heaven, loving, tender, loving Father in heaven. How is it that we could ever even begin to adequately thank you enough for loving us so much that you would send your only begotten Son to die for us, pay in full for us the price for us, and offer to us the gift of eternal life. Lord, how can we also even begin to thank you enough for telling us in the Bible, by way of prophecy, what's going to happen before it happens, so when we begin to see it, happen, non-believers will believe and believers will look up and lift up their heads knowing our redemption draws nigh. Lord, it is getting very strange, but thank you for your word because it points us to what's coming, what's about to change, that we're about to be changed in a moment. And Lord, for that we cannot wait. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. 
If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.